Hey, what's up, good people? You are tuned into another episode of Fatherhood Is Dope, the podcast. I am your host, Aaron McGee, and we are back at it again. Now, you've got to be living under a rock to not know that the 2019 NFL Draft is happening right now in my city, the It City, the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, or Nash Vegas, as some may call it. And if you are really from Nashville, you may call it Cashville, Tennessee, or Cashville, Tennessee. All right, I'm gonna just, let me get back on track here. And because the NFL draft is here in our city, I thought that I would give you all a treat by playing an interview that I had the privilege of doing last year with a former wide receiver of the Tennessee Titans who just so happens to be a good friend of mine. Some may know him as Mr. Music City Miracle, but it's 2019, so I wanna give him all of the honor that he's deserved, and I wanna introduce him to you all as Dr. Kevin Dyson. That's right, Kevin Dyson, former wide receiver of the Tennessee Titans who is still doing his thing in sports right now. He's working on a show where he gets to call the, the Titans games. He and I got to sit down last year and talk about fatherhood, talk about the significance of him raising three daughters and his son and ways that he affirms them and the difference between him parenting in his 20s versus parenting in his 40s. Kevin was pretty vulnerable, man, and gave some really, really good insight that I think is worthwhile. And so uh, without further ado, I'm gonna jump right into this interview and I hope you and enjoy this interview and i hope the titans got somebody good on their team uh mariota needs some help all right fatherhood is dope let's get into this interview man i'm i'm on either end of the spectrum i got got mostly girls i get three girls and uh got a little man but oldest is in their 20s and Mm -hmm. youngest is four so i and that's kind of where i am with with this end of fatherhood is i was a young man having kids in my 20s and now in my forties, there's a different appreciation for it, definitely. Yeah. So, in in terms of uh, so the three girls, who who's the youngest? First of all, Corinne. Which is is that that's the, your daughter? Yeah, she's five. She'll be five in August. So your son is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. He's in the middle. So, uh, I mean, with three girls and a guy, you finally got your son. But what's the dynamic of being a dad of? a father of three girls like does that especially you know somebody with your background macho Mm -hmm. guy football Mm -hmm. player like does that softening you up at all does that make (laughs) you more appreciative of the you know certain things in life what's what's the dynamic i think so you know and i think you posted it as well i posted it as well the repost of diddy and he's talking to the young man with with the gun at his head talking to his daughter yeah and it's that perspective because you know I know all my faults. I know all my demons. I know all my stuff in the closet and all the stuff I have done that have hurt people and hurt women and hurt things like that. And you don't want that for your child, especially your daughter, you know. And you don't want your son to kind of fall into some of the things, some of the bad things I've done along the way. And and to see that post, it's just a reminder that, you know, look, I'm still trying. I'm still grinding. I still want to be that for you. I want to be that, that father figure. I want to be that man figure. I want to be what you strive to Marry them, strive to be with the rest of your life, and yeah, I come up short, and but I'm still try, striving to be that. And I think that's more or less for what your daughters, because as we find out, being in education, there's there is a disconnect between fathers and daughters, and you can tell a lot of times, not all the times, a lot of times, mm-hmm. you can tell when there's a father figure 
a presence. Not he might be in the house, but a true presence in a young lady's life as opposed to when he's not. Not all the time. Sometimes you just you just blessed to have a a good child, but sometimes man, you can really tell where a girl's searching for that attention, that male attention, and things like that. And I've come up short plenty of times. And that's the humble side of me. And here I am getting an opportunity. Hopefully, I'm doing it better. Mm-hmm. It's funny you said you can tell when like there's a missing father figure presence in the life. You said specifically like of a daughter, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, does that prompt you to have like certain type of conversations with your daughters to like affirm them in a certain way or to uh, I don't know build up that confidence so that they know the significance of like, hey, daddy is here, daddy is present. Uh, daddy is showing you like healthy love so like yeah. how does that go yeah and then you got to find that balance too you're not spoiling them mm-hmm. not doing too too much because they still got to grow they still got to be able to fend for themselves still got to be able to emotionally handle some things that are going to be coming their way but you don't want to be overly protective and you know how we can be as followers with our daughters we can go to the other and we can go way to the left with it and be overly protective and not let them experience the world so there is that balance but uh, you know, for me, and um, uh, it's just a matter of trying to uh, trying to ex- expose them to what maybe something different, maybe even what I didn't do, and like I said, in my twenties or even in my thirties, and try to be better in my in my forties. And as far as loving on them and, and preaching to them and talking to them, is talking to them from an experience standpoint, from a knowledge standpoint, stuff that I've gathered over watching even my older children grow that I may have missed out on and being able to express to them like, hey, you want to think about these types of things. And again, that, that's something that comes with experience, something that comes with even even coming with bad experience and learning the hard way um, from from maybe being taking some things for granted. Mm-hmm. And But I think like in, in as you get older, and I've said it before, as you get older, you start appreciating different things. Um, just even about your children, just about life, you just start appreciating because you realize this time is, is, is small on this earth and you want to appreciate the moments that you have. And it's kind of where I'm getting to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm about to hit my mid mid forties and 43 years old. And, you know, I'm so much different. Than I was 20 years ago when mm-hmm. I moved to Tennessee in 1998. And, you know, and so I can see the maturation process coming in me and just trying to grow as an individual. And that individual growth is growing as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a, as a, an administrator in education as a radio host and just trying to grow be a complete person yeah that's it's funny with with all these dynamics you have going on it makes me think like do you have a a sense of how your children may see you mm. do you ever think about how they perceive daddy yeah you know that's funny i, I really do yeah. i did it way 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 more as a young man mm-hmm. um you know because you live in that lifestyle you're professional athletics you're doing this but at home, you're, you're none of that. You know, you're just daddy or whatever. And so I was I was conscientious of that. Um, and yeah, I do. I always worried about what they what they feel about me and in and, and people in general. Uh, uh, because in like most people, you have to be some type of way away from home than you are at home. Um, but at some point, you want to be somewhat consistent with that too. So yeah, I do. And you know, my son uh, being seven, He's, he started Googling me. You know, he wow. sees, like, the memorabilia around the house and and people coming up asking autographs. And he he wasn't around at the time when I was having my 15 minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. And and, um, and so, but I still have, you know, little pockets of things that happened. And so he started asking questions and he started Googling different things on YouTube or whatever. And he's watching videos. And so, 
you know, so he's starting to see me maybe a little bit different. And mm -hmm. then in itself, there's a pressure that comes in that because you want to be the man for him uh, so he can be a better man, better than what you may have been um, growing up or even as, as a father to him that he can portray. You know, I didn't have, um, you know, my father-father in my life for a lot of it, but I had father figures that maybe showed me some different things. But hopefully I can, you know, instill in him some things that I wish I would have had growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Man. All right. So Kevin said a lot of profound things in that last clip, but what really stuck out to me is the fact that his seven-year-old son is already Googling. Uh, you know, like, what's up with that? No, seriously, uh, I asked Kevin if his 23-year-old daughter ever calls him out on the way he parents her younger siblings versus the way he parented her, and uh, here's what he had to say. Yeah, she has mentioned that I'm a little more um, loose, a little nicer, a little more... Uh, accommodating yeah I, I you know when you're 20 years old you're 21 22 years old raising a child in college and going off to play ball whatever you and all you knew is what you were raised around you know you didn't really experience nothing but your parents are growing up so I knew you know I knew some things about parenting about being a father but I didn't know everything you know I got to tell people all the time some of my my lessons was learned watching the Cosby's, like watching Bill Cosby, like that's how you're supposed to father, you know, that type of thing, because I didn't have that that example. But uh, but she has, my oldest has made mention that I've gotten soft as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. But, I, and maybe some, a little bit. I mean, you probably can't deny that, but part of that is, man, just a, a different appreciation of this second opportunity to be a father. I think, uh, like with her, um, with my oldest, I was 20, uh, 20 years old in college she was the motivation she was the reason I tried to I got up early in the morning and lifted weights and you know because I want to provide for her and and so I missed out on a lot of different things taking her growing up for granted and same thing for my my, my high school student who's 16 same kind of thing you know a lot of my 20s and 30s was about me figuring out me Although I felt like in my mind I was doing things to provide for them, but it was really about me getting to whatever level I felt like I wanted to get to. And so you take a lot of that time for granted and you try to appreciate the moments you have them. But as I've gotten older, my priorities have shifted. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'll miss going here, play golf to go watch him play soccer or watch her do this. And whereas before I'd try to do it all, you know, or I'd go golf or where I go do my thing beforehand. So uh, it's just a different level of appreciation now as you get older. It just And I think that just in everything in life, as you get older, you start appreciating some of the things you took for granted in your 20s or even younger. You know, as as I'm hearing you, like, give this recount of, like, your kids, you know, projecting, or no, I should say seeing you, like, what perspective that do, do they have on you? It definitely leads me to think, like, um, you know, parents don't always, maybe they, maybe parents talk about this amongst themselves, you know, mom and dad, but mm -hmm. I kind of want to get it out in the open so that, you know, maybe because maybe one of your daughters will watch this video and this could, this question is like good, bad, and different. You know, what do you see your children doing like you that you like? And then of course it's going to be the parts like you that's that nah, I hate that they pick this up. That I do this, <laughs> you know. It's, and, and essentially, I'm like getting that. You know, what parts of you do you see, you know, infused in your kids? Oh man, that's 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 tough. Uh, especially my older two, uh, because you know they they were with me part time. You mm -hmm. know, um, 
and my middle daughter, the high school daughter, she's she's an overachiever. She's athletically, she's she's good. Academically, she's better, way better than I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's achieving a great greatness right now. My oldest, she's she's a lot like me from an emotional standpoint. Just very caring, um, uh, and just wants to do right by people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has she has a lot of little quirks about her that remind me of me, but she's not as uh, as a go-getter as I was, you mm-hmm. know, I was, you know, I was that, I wanted to be first in everything. She's not necessarily that way. So that, so those are kind of the two different dynamics from those two. And then my two youngest, it's, it's maybe too early to tell because they're seven and about to be five. No, no, man. Come on now. You know, you know, my baby's like this big <laughs> and I already see that she's doing that like her daddy. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's, you know, eating, eating everything up, drinking yeah. out of the house and home, you know, I know it's something look. Little quirk about me, you know. I, yeah, my the baby girl. She's she's emotional like me. She's mm-hmm. hot and cold like me. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. especially when I was younger. And when I was one minute I was good, next minute I was not. Mm-hmm. And if I was hungry, it was even worse. You mm-hmm. know, it was mm-hmm. moody. Uh, she 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 could be moody, but she but she loves deep, and that that's something about her that I feel like I am too. I'm I'm like that. And then my son, he he's a good mixture between both of us. He is man. He, 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 he's his mom. Kind of she, she. La Rosa does a little bit of everything. She, she can sing, cook, play music, but play basketball, shoot pool, golf. Man, she, and that's kind of how my son is. So he's, a, he's a lot like his mother mm-hmm. in, in that regards. Uh, he looks just like me, yeah. but he's, he's, he's a lot more like her in, in a lot of regards, which is, which is cool because I like that balance. You know, I was. I was I wanna say one dimensional growing up, but I was one track mind. It mm-hmm. was I was gonna get that basketball scholarship, I was gonna go pro, I was gonna buy my mama house, you know, and then You was going after the basketball Basketball, okay. yeah, and ended up being football. Yeah. So it ended, my dream ended up being a little bit different, but it worked out, you mm-hmm. know. And that was it. I was one track mind. And and a lot of me a lot of times I wish I was a little bit different, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. I wish I'd it, it been able to take sit back and appreciate reading book, reading culture, reading literature and and, and growing that way when I didn't care. I just wanted to go play basketball, and, you know, play football. That's all I wanted to do. And uh, my son right now, he's showing uh, he has a little bit of all that in him, which is which is good. I, want, I hope I can, you know, pour some water on that and let that blossom a little bit and let him just continue to grow because that's going to carry you a whole lot further. Than, even if you play football for 20-something years, which you grow intellectually and emotionally and, and things like that will carry you for the rest of your life. So mm. hopefully I can. Hopefully we can make the let that blossom a little bit. Yeah, yeah, man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> man, it made me think now. I'm out. My yeah. kids are like me. Yeah. See, I, I was I wasn't gonna let you off the hook, man. Yeah. I, I know it was something. You know, I want to like this may be a challenging question, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I'm led to ask you, what do you think is like one of the biggest misconceptions about fathers? You know, you look at a man like you. You name some of the things that you do earlier from. Mm-hmm. You know, being a, uh, a educational professional to you know having a profession, uh, the the radio show. You still involved with things in the league. You you travel and you golf often. <laughs> saw your saw your Instagram story. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it was your birthday. Happy later birthday Appreciate too. You. So you know what what. <clears throat> All these things going on, and you even mentioned, well, you were talking about LaRosa in a different capacity, but just led to ask you, what do you think is one of like the biggest misconceptions, either about fathers in general or, or maybe even about you as a father? Uh, man, I, I, 
one of the, the biggest things I think is that we can't be that emotional support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to be better at it um, from a personal standpoint. Uh, and I think that's where we as fathers got to get our minds wrapped around being able to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, so often we've been taught that 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 story of we can't cry or we can't show this, we can't show that, we got to be hard, we got to be still, you know, and, you know, I, you know, being raised by a mother who didn't show a lot of emotion, I kind of learned those same type of habits, and and that is, I think, is one of the biggest misconceptions that we have is men that we can't show that, and then, and then we, then we miss out an opportunity to have that emotional connection with our daughters, and again, that goes back to what I said earlier, kind of, too, was, you know, here I was 20 something with that mindset and I may have missed some opportunities that I could have had with my two olders mm-hmm. and kids and, and things like that. I'm totally in my forties. I'm learning to appreciate those opportunities a little bit more and being able to connect with them in a different way. Um, more, more where I, I can't be the most support where they don't just go to the mother, yeah. you know, and especially with girls. Cause girls, when it comes to that time, when teen, preteen, whatever it may be, they tend to flock to their mothers, which yeah. is natural. It's just boys probably tend to flock to their fathers, which is natural. But you still want to be able to have that open, that open door, that open heart, where they feel like comfortable to come to you. And hopefully, hopefully, I get to that point. I don't know if I'm there yet or not, but hopefully, I get to that point where my youngest will feel that way, be able to say, "I can go to him," just like like I can go to mom, mm-hmm. um, that type of thing. So, I think that's the biggest thing, even as men. I mean, I, I went to a conference once in Florida, and we were talking about from a coaching standpoint. If, of how we are raising young men and that have a uh, lack of respect for just the female sex or just, you know, being men in sports and things like that. And that opened my eyes a little bit because stuff you never thought about, like you're hitting like a girl or you're you're playing like a girl. Here I am, a father of girls, yeah. and I'm thinking, I've, you know, I've either thought those things or heard those things and never said nothing. And, you know, you're thinking like, dang, you know, how can I change the narrative from my child and let her know you can do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do anything you try to aspire to. You know, and do it. Go after it. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's a mindset, and um, I think we all can learn differently. I think we just, from a societal standpoint, we kind of think a certain type of way, and we just all got to kind of re, re, retrain our thoughts. Yeah. All right, we're about to wrap up here, but right. two two things come to mind. The first one is, you know, let's just assume that it's going to be a young father watching this video. And by young father, at this point, I'm like, you know, anybody a day younger than me is, is a young father, right? There you go. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> but no, you know, assuming a young father is watching this or, you know, because there's men who aspire to be fathers and they're mm-hmm. watching us, for examples. But if you could give them some direct advice, what would that be? Man, don't, don't be afraid to be emotional. Don't be afraid to be you. Don't be afraid to love on your children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of times we feel like as men, we got to be hard, especially on our sons. And in some regards, we do. It, we have to because we got to prepare for what's out there. But on the flip side of that, you got to find that balance. You got to be able to be able to say, "I can love my child," but also be stern and 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 not be afraid to discipline my child too. Um, I see a lot of disconnect in the discipline aspect as well, uh, just because sometimes we are scared to parent. And and I don't know if it's scared of what the repercussions of parenting or the 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 fight back you're going to get from your kids. I don't know what it is, but we can't be afraid to parent and um, finding that balance of, you know, molding them, uh, raising them, but also disciplining them and creating 
because at the end of the day, you just want to create a stand-up child that's mm-hmm. productive in society, and that's and that's at the end of the day what we want to do, and in particular a, a minority child. So, yeah. you know, that's ultimately where I, you know, hopefully I can inspire people to do. Um, whether I go talk to kids or through this this avenue and um, whatnot, this kind of what we're trying to get to. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here, and you. Yeah. We're not done because the thing that will get you off the hook is you telling us what makes you pr- the proudest about being a father. The proudest? Man, I don't know if there's one single thing, but the proudest, man, is just this the opportunity to make amends for all the wrongs I've done or even make amends for what I may have been like and just being able to now understand those things and try to switch that narrative around even about my family and change my generation my generational curses if you will and just change that narrative and hopefully by next generation of kids will be better for whatever i've been able to instill in them i think that's that's the ultimate dream i think you want to pro- provide your your child with better than what you had whether that be emotional support financially education whatever it may be you just want to provide for your your kids better than maybe what you had and hopefully that from a generational standpoint will continue to manifest and grow and that's ultimately what I hopefully I'm able to accomplish yeah all right well that's it you know uh I can't get out of here honestly without saying man the beard game is strong <laughs> <laughs> and outside of that you know I mean I remember when my beard was when my beard was at fresh man but no it's, it's fatherhood is dope y'all sitting down with Kevin Dyson uh you know, share this interview with, with some young dads, uh, inspiring fathers, man, and let's hope that it makes yeah. a difference. All right, appreciate y'all. Fatherhoodisdope.com. Peace. All right, so that is the end of my interview conversation. Sit down with my friend, Kevin Dyson, Dr. Kevin Dyson, or Dr. KD, as I like to call him. Um, and I hope you all enjoyed that interview. And of course, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that if you like the podcast, if you're feeling what you're hearing and you think it's beneficial and you want to hear more of it, then click the subscribe button, click the download button, download the episodes, like, share, tag. This podcast is available where most podcasts are available. So Spotify, Google Play, and Apple. Guys, you have been listening to Fatherhood is Dope, the podcast. Join us back next week, every week on Sunday. Episodes drop at 6 a.m. each and every Sunday. Fatherhood is Dope. Peace.